Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The Oliver Perry Show. Today's guest is a multifamily investor. Of course, he's invested in over $8.1 million worth of multifamily, not just by himself, but also with his spouse. He's still serving the U.S. Air Force as well as Lieutenant Colonel. Don't judge him for that. It's okay. He's not Army, but we can't all be great. And... He specializes with VA loans. He's also written a book. The book is called uh, Millionaire Real Estate Success Strategies. And he is here to help us today to give us the starter's guide to multifamily investing as a military member. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Johnny Lynham. Johnny, how are you, man? Man, blessed and happy to be here with you today, man. Good, good. Hey, I'm, I'm excited to have you. I hope you don't mind me picking on you because you're Air Force a little bit. It's respectfully. <laughs> it's only because I'm jealous. That's all. Um, all right, all right, Johnny. Let's let's hop right into it, man. You've done a lot of interviews, and I know you're you're very diverse on what you know as far as a multifamily thing is concerned. You've invested in VA, Alabama, Florida, a litany of locations. You just closed on some more deals recently. Let's give the listeners and viewers the starter guide to multifamily investing if you're in the military. What if you're right now, Joe Schmo, as we call him, Joe Snuffy, I'm sure you guys call do the same thing. Joe Snuffy, he serves in every branch. What's Snuffy doing first to get started in multifamily real estate right now? No, that's a great question. And uh, <clears throat> I think a lot of people originally, they think that for whatever reason, I, and I had to limit the belief myself that, you know, multifamily is this some far off, you know, conquests that they have to go on that's not really attainable. But I think, you know, with us as military members that we have so many skills right. that translate directly over to being successful in real estate. And so I think really the first thing they need to really leverage and look at is one, had they used their VA loan before. Because mm. when we start talking about multifamily, when you start, you can start off at a duplex, a triplex, or a quadplex that all qualifies for traditional VA loan lending or FHA um, loan lending that you can use because they're still considered residential. Right. So to get in the multifamily space, I think the first thing is looking at what resources do you have at your disposal? And I think for us as veterans, that number one resource that we have is our VA loan. And then from there, you need to look at time and money and just those resources that you have. You know, if you if you have a job where, you know, you're working nine to five, you're not gearing up for deployment, you know, you're not working uh, crazy shift work, right. then, you know, maybe you, you do have some time where you can do some networking, you know, and start understanding more about real estate and kind of can get out and uh, and start looking for deals. But then if you got money, you got a lot of money, then, hey, maybe you need to start looking at a syndication because a lot of times people have a lot of money, but they don't have time. And mm. so that's where you get a lot of the passive investors that look that look for the syndication route right. versus being active with actually finding properties and owning um, multifamily real estate, but they're looking to be more passive. So they're looking for deals that they can invest their capital in. So I think it's really just kind of looking at your resources that you have. Right. For us as veterans, we have a VA loan that is super um, critical to getting started. It was, that's how I got started. Right. Um, but you also have to look at your time and that you have, and then also your money to kind of how do you want to jump into this game? Do you want to come in and looking to do a, a smaller multifamily with your own money? Or do you want to partner with two or three of uh, like-minded investors and try to take down something a little bit bigger? Okay. All right, Johnny. So with, so with that said, let's take the the route most traveled. And the one thing that we I think we all have access to, syndication 
is a little not I'm not going to say more difficult because it's a limiting belief. It is a different strategy that takes a little bit of time to get used to. But folks that are in right now serving, we all have access to the VA loan point blank and period. We all got that gift. So if you have the VA loan, what's the first thing I'm doing? Do I do I need to find a loan officer? Do I see a real estate uh, real estate agent? How am I approaching this VA loan piece? What's the first step on that one? Yeah, no, that's 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 a phenomenal question because you really have to lay out the framework, the steps that you're going to do. You want to be successful at anything. Right. But I think you need to do all of those. You need to be talking to a realtor, but at the same time, you need to be working with a lender to get pre-qualified um, for a loan. And I think that's the process that a lot of people, they, they kind of do one and then they forget about the other. And oh, by the way, you need to make sure that you have your house in order when it comes to your credit report and mm. understanding where you are from a credit perspective where it's that you can get your score as high as possible right. to where you can qualify for the lowest possible rate. Cause that's super important. Cause you start talking about holding a property for a long time and that interest rate is going to drive a lot of the expenses that you pay over the life of the loan. So I think you want to do all of those kind of in conjunction uh, with one another, but then also at the same time, kind of look around, understand what area you want to invest in. What's the best area to be in. You want to start looking at schools, um, to making sure you're on the right side of town, areas that um, are favorable, you know, for its rent. And, uh, you know, you, when you take all those things into account, now you got your credit report good to go. You got a pre-approval with a lender. You have a realtor on your team that's looking for what specifically you given her, him or her that you want to have in your buy box or what you're mm-hmm. looking for. Right. And now, so when something comes up, you can move with speed. And you're able to take a deal down because I love to tell people, and it's true, it's like success loves speed. You need to have everything ready and in order so when the opportunity presents itself, you're ready to take advantage of it. Say that last part for the people in the back one more time about what success likes. Give them that one more time for me, please. Success loves speed. You got to be ready. When opportunity comes, you can't hesitate. You can't fumble the ball. You got to be ready to execute when your name is called. Listen, that is a lesson that I've learned several times. Uh, <laughs> it's very, very true. And um, yeah, man, that's that's an absolute truth is that success. The faster you move, the better. And that's in just about every facet. Um, so, yeah, that, that makes total sense. All right. So let's go back a little bit. You talked about the credit part, which I think is a very crucial piece. But everybody may not understand where they can go to figure those kind of things out. What would be your advice for the listener and watcher who's looking to figure out more about their credit? Where would they where should they be looking? Uh, I think the, the first place you want to look at is freecreditreport.com. I think they're still out there, but, you know, you can get I think you're, you're entitled to at least one free credit report a year. Whereas then you can go pull a free credit report. I encourage you, if you're going to be an active investor. Your credit is super important. I pay 20, 30 bucks a month. Um, with Experian, where I can go and see what's going on with my credit at any given time. I get automated alerts if something pops up new, if something mm-hmm. happened, if it's their inquiry on my report, I get notified. And then also I can see, you know, as you go through and you, you, if you have a carrier balance, you can see how that impacts your credit score month to month. You can see as you're making your mortgage payments, card note mm-hmm. payments, credit card payments, just where your score is at any moment in time. And you can see it across all three different bureaus between Equifax, TransUnion, and uh, experience and all three of those to kind of see where because different banks pull from different credit unions. And so right. just knowing that and knowing where you stand with each one is going to give you a leg up, um, especially if you understand 
the the minimum and um, the the tiers that they have on credit scores mm-hmm. and how that's going to impact your interest rate that you qualify for. I like it. that's excellent advice. All right, so we've gone through the VA loan itself. We kind of understand what that is and how we need to get started with that. You talked about the resources that you have as far as a VA loan and, and the real estate agent and finding a loan officer. You also mentioned finding the right location. So when you're starting out and you're looking into real estate and you're looking into multifamily, and this is again, Joe Snuffy here, how are we going to tell Snuffy to go about finding those locations? How is he going to do that research? Where is he looking to figure all that stuff out? Um, great question because there's so much data out there. The data is out there, but you got to go and look for it. I think one of the things that you want to look at greatschools.org is a great place to understand a school system that's in the certain areas. Because we always know, especially with us as military members, a lot of times if we got younger school-age kids, we're looking to see what are the schools like. Do they, are they accredited? Where are they Absolutely. at from a, um, you know, or just a comparison across the board? You want to target good school systems. If you can buy in those areas, then you're going to be good, especially elementary and middle school kids. If you have mm. great elementary and middle school, that those are key key ones that you want to key in on because a lot of people uh, that are moving and been in the military while that's the age group that where the majority of the kids follow uh, kind of fall in so schools you want to look at crime and understand that uh, and just where is that you're not in a, a really cr- a war zone or a crime streaking area but somewhere that somebody where you would feel safe for your parents to live if you feel right. safe living there parents feel safe living there that's kind of the litmus test that i have for like all my rental properties whereas it's like okay Parents feel safe in this neighborhood. And, uh, you know, and that's that's just me. You know, everybody has a different criteria, but crime, um, understanding the right location with schools and are there jobs in the area? Is there a potential mm. job growth in the future? And now if you have those things going, then, you know, now you just got to find the right time to buy the right opportunity at the right price and uh, and pull the trigger and, and take action. I, I'm speechless. All right, I'm, I've got I've got nothing I've got nothing for a response on that. That is absolutely perfect. I can't even add to that. That's absolutely perfect. All right, Johnny. So we've done all this stuff. You've got mm-hmm. the property, right? You're you're already in the, about the stuffy sitting at the table. He or she's about to do the writing. They're about to sign the paperwork. When they're signing that paperwork, they hit that very moment where they have that. I think we've all experienced it where they're like, oh, I don't know if this is a good good idea. Lieutenant Colonel Lynham and Johnny are two different people. Same person, two different people at two different times. What's Johnny's advice versus Lieutenant Colonel Lynham's advice to this this airman who's sitting down and about to sign this paperwork for this real estate property? I think it, it comes down to the numbers because, you know, the mm-hmm. numbers take the emotion of it at the end of the day absolutely um if the numbers work and and if you're sitting at the table at that point in time then you've already done your homework but it, you know and, and if the numbers don't lie and the numbers are saying it's a good deal then you got to move with the numbers and kind of take the emotion out of it and a lot of times that's hard and uh you know and i move forward with deals and that you you lean on the faith in the numbers like hey it works i feel uncomfortable right. but you have to become comfortable being uncomfortable and uh, and that's just the process of growth, um, and especially as you get more experience that you get you get somewhat nervous still even doing deals. But you don't at the same time, whereas it's now I'm doing bigger deals <clears throat> and it's like, OK, it's, a, it's another transaction. I'm, I, I love the process 
and yep, you you get the money and all the results on the back end and the cash flow. But it's like I, I, I've, I've fallen in love with the process of going through the due diligence, um, you know, the loan piece and, and going through there and getting all the hurdles that come up that you didn't expect because there's always something. But once you fall in love with that process, that it gets it gets a whole lot easier and the results are the results and you, you're in it for the long haul, long haul. You know what, Johnny? That's a that's a great segue. It's just like your shirt says. If it doesn't cash flow, let it go. Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, that was planned. Uh, Johnny had no part in that. I did that all myself. <laughs> no, nice. but but absolutely. So seriously, yeah, like you said, Johnny, you say if it doesn't cash flow, let it go. So when they're sitting down to get to this point where they're going to take the shot on the property. How are they? What are they looking for for the numbers? Like, what is the number, especially right now? It's like all this fluctuation is going on in the market. It's a bit crazy and it feels a little bit wild, wild west ish. How are they determining what that cash flow should be in their area? It's crazy. It is. It's crazy, but it's not. Yeah. For me, I'm looking, I'm looking at the long game way mm -hmm. out. So it's just a normal, it's just another normal Wednesday for me. <laughs> um, because I'm not, you know, it's, you know, from, a, from this perspective, I'm looking the long game that it's, but if you look in zoom in real close, it's like this every day, it's up and down, up and down, almost mm -hmm. like the stock market. So when you're looking 10 years out, 20 years out, it's like, okay, it's just a normal Wednesday. But from, from our perspective, it's, um, you just gotta, you look at the numbers, the numbers don't lie. And if something cash flows at a 10% interest rate, it cash flows at a 10% interest rate. Right. And it, it, you know, and it's a deal if you're getting that return that you're looking for, and so I think that's the thing now is that we just you just underwrite at higher numbers that we you know before we were underwriting at you know four percent five percent interest rates now we're underwriting at ten percent interest rates, and the thing that that's changing that variable is the cost right. that that price has to go down with the higher rates in order for it to still cash flow, and so now you know it's harder to get get deals, but they're still out there if you know where to look. And if you know how to negotiate and you find motivated sellers, but it's really just sticking with the numbers and not and becoming staying patient because, you know, the last thing that you want to do is get overly aggressive and overpay for a deal in this market. Whereas that the, the numbers are trending down, you know, the, the transactions are slowing down, right. interest rates are going up and retail buyers are kind of all but going away out the market. So you just want to be patient. Six months from now, things are going to be a totally different avenue but you can't buy into the fear you just kind of hold steady to your buy box your criteria that you're looking for and your returns um for me that's at least getting an eight percent cash on cash return for a rental property um if i can and then for the the number figure for that i want to be at least getting four or five hundred dollars a month cash flow if i'm doing a deal and most of the times i'm doing bird deals i'm not just buying turnkey rental properties so that, and that's for me, but everybody's going to be different. You just got to figure out what works for you and your risk tolerance and where you are in your investing journey and, uh, and just stay vigilant. All right. Now you mentioned something in there that you brushed over a little bit that I want to make sure people understand. You talked about the difference between the bird deal and the retail deal. So explain to the listener and the viewer what a bird deal is. Sure. So when I say bird, so it's buy, renovate, rent it out, refinance it, and then repeat. And so essentially, a lot of times we'll we'll bring on whether it's private investors or we'll use hard money um, to buy a property that needs work. We go in from day one, we know it needs X amount of work. And so we buy the property, 
we renovate it, and after it's all said and done, we're somewhere around 70%, 75% of what the new value is. Now that we've totally renovated it and brought it up to 2022 standards, someone can move into it. And now we're about 70 to 75% of the after repair value. And we'll go to the bank and we'll get a new loan that we'll refinance with the bank at 75% loan to value. Um, up until probably the last uh, last few months, we were doing 80% loan to value with some of our deals. Mm-hmm. And so now I refinance with my new bank, with my credit union, and we pay off my hard money loan or we pay off my passive investor that was in the deal. And now a lot of times I have no money left in the deal. I actually walk away with money at closing and put it in my pocket. And now when that property rents, I'm getting four or $500 a month cash, passive cash flow each month from the deal. And so when you're getting the infinite return, because you got no money left in the deal right. and you're making four or $500 a month um, after you pay your expenses. And so that's the bird deal versus traditional. You can go out there and just buy a house retail, you know, put 20, 25% down and then get cash flow, just a cash on cash return of your, on your down payment um, each month for the rental. So two different ways that you can get into rental properties. I love the bird strategy because you can get in, you can force some equity, get your capital out or the most of your capital out and then just kind of rent it out and you're getting passive income um, for the foreseeable future until you're ready to sell it. Absolutely. That's that old uh, value add technique. The value add technique is everything. Uh, I think that's one of those one techniques that one of the few techniques that people don't realize how easy it is to add value. You could add a play play place in the back room in the back of the building. Next thing you know, it's going up just because families are looking for a place where their kids can play safely and not be in any distress or have issues. Um, so that that's that's a that's a great point. So let's talk about your four hundred dollar profit a month. Now, I'm I'm gonna throw you I'm gonna throw you a curveball here. We're gonna, I'm gonna see what you do with it. So Snuffy just got married, right? They're moving. Mm-hmm. Snuffy got married. They're moving to. Let's say, uh, where's a good base? Um, I don't know. Lackland. Is it Lackland? What's the Air Force Base? Lakeland? What is it called, Johnny? That's it. Lackland, San Lackland? Okay, yeah, there you go. So they're headed to Lackland, right? Snuffy just got married. His wife's like, hey, I want to buy a property. He's like, okay, cool. You can buy a property, but I need to be able to buy another property. How would Snuffy go about executing that? Let's say all his birds are in a row, all his ducks are in a row, that is, when it comes to his, his, uh, his credit, and he hasn't used his VA, his VA is still available. How would he go about navigating that treacherous water? Yeah, so it's definitely doable. doable. Um, with, you know, with having one property, you can even do more. I've had up to three VA loans at one time, all at the same time. Woo. So you can you can yeah you can do that for sure. So if he has one property that moving and want to buy another one, mm-hmm. um, there in Lackland, um, they definitely can. Um, I I recommend finding a uh, a military friendly realtor. Um, for me, I'll say I went and I've done this my last move with the house we live in now. I found a foreclosure specialist in the area that kind of marketed themselves as a foreclosure specialist, mm-hmm. and they were able to find us a foreclosure that came in the market we were successful at getting. Um, so that's, that's, you know, when we talk about forced equity, you can right. do that same strategy with adding value for a house that you're going to live in too. Um, and where is it now? You can use it with a traditional mortgage for a residential property and you can buy a foreclosure and have equity and put a little work into it or not put any work in it, but have equity from day one, um, as an option. So I would say definitely reach out, find a, uh, a, a realtor 
that you can work with that's uh investor friendly or military friendly that kind of knows the different areas and depending on what you're looking for that's a good fit and uh, and that's the biggest thing like if you have somebody that's gonna be your eyes and ears on the ground there mm -hmm. you can do that and then one way depending on how aggressive you want to be you can start pulling your own data and list and start marketing direct to owner for certain areas if you're looking for some off-market type deals as well too all right, we we about to go down both those paths. So let's <laughs> first things first. Let's let's hit this realtor piece. Matter of fact, not even that. Let's talk about the VA loan part. You said that you can have more than one property on the VA loan, and I don't. Not enough people understand how that works. Can you explain how that works with the VA loan and how they can determine? Okay, how much of the property I can get for the first one? How much does the second one be? So on and so forth. No. Yeah. So that that was something I was, I was ignorant to that fact as well, too. And it took a um, a retired chief. I had just got back from Intel school, moved to Langley Air Force Base in Newport News. And uh, I thought, you know, I had my house that I paid 65K for down in Warner Robins, Georgia. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dude, I didn't use my VA loan. I'm done. I'm going to just have to find a place to rent. And he was like, man, you need to go talk to somebody. You're about to pay sixteen, seventeen hundred dollars $1,700 a month rent. You can just buy another house. And I was like, mm -hmm. I already had one. He was like, well, you need to, uh, you know, look at potentially getting another one. Right. And lo and behold, I was able to buy a $208,000 house because I still had enough VA entitlement left. Hmm. And then after that, I ended up uh, moving to the D.C. And I had just enough entitlement left where I was able to buy uh, another condo for two hundred eighty k. And so now there's no lo no limit on the VA. It's just a matter of what the mortgage company will appraise you for. Right. Interesting. I'll be not appraise you for Right. So it's that's interesting. It's always the chiefs that give you some information you weren't expecting to get. And it's always gold. Yeah. Shout out to the chiefs. Shout out to the chiefs in the seven cities right now. Um, I'm from Virginia as well. So that's why I said seven cities. My apologies. I got excited there for a second. All right. So you've got a you've got all this in mind. You understand how the VA loan works when I'm going when they're going to look for that realtor. How is Snuffy? going to find the right realtor are they just googling the name or they is like there a site they can go to how do they do that um there's, there's different sites i know um there's different forums that have like their preferred real estate investors that they have and um mm -hmm. you know but you can definitely research you know youtube is a great one you know ones that's adding content out there that's active uh referrals referrals are always number one you know talk to the guys that's that's in your new unit you're going to um, you know, look around online if you know some of the Facebook groups and, and just ask questions for for some referrals. You can't go wrong because you don't want to be out there trying to just figure it out and, you know, and just trial by error because, you, you know, you can end up getting with the wrong realtor and then now you're stuck. Right. So I think definitely you always want to leverage your network and, uh, and get those referrals for people that have success with other realtors. And uh, you just want to follow that path, to, that, that same path. So, Johnny, is it is it different when you're looking as far as realtor is it different when you're looking at a single family versus you're looking at a residential multifamily or should you be using that same strategy as far as finding the real estate agent the four hundred dollars a month or, or should be look, looking in a different style in that way um it, it it really depends on the individual you got to be comfortable with it i didn't realize how close i was to doing multifamily with with after doing a multiple single families but i think it really comes down to your comfort level and uh your ability to get in the deal because you know multifamily is they have some some different uh requirements just from a uh 
experience with management, right. with being able to uh, manage the property. They want to have some experience there on the multifamily side. And then also that a lot of times that you have to have net worth equal to the loan amount. And so mm-hmm. sometimes that can be a challenge. And so and that's where the the ability to partner up in teams comes in. Okay. Okay. So one thing that I, I think we skipped over and I didn't I didn't realize till just now. When we talked about buying a property, like you talked about how you had invested in foreclosures specifically. So you went in with that idea, hey, I'm gonna get this foreclosure, I'm gonna bring some value to this property, and then I'm gonna move forward to the next thing using the birth strategy. How are you doing the assessing of that property? Like, hey, what this needs to be fixed because Snuffy's not a construction guy. He don't know left from right. He could he'd hammer his toe if all he had to do was put a nail into the wall. How do they or how does Snuffy figure that part out as far as the contract is concerned? Um, and I think that's the the thing with with what he's gonna have to do is. For me, it's like you got to lean on other professionals, get inspectors and, uh, you know, leverage other people's expertise. Whereas that now you're able to lean on their professional, you know, certifications or whatever it is that you don't necessarily know on your own. And I think that's the biggest thing with starting out. People don't realize there's other professionals. You don't have to know it all. So I think, you know, once again, get referrals for other contractors that may be quality quality work but then also be be willing to pay people for the time whereas that you could pay a contractor to give you their opinion mm. or you know you pay an inspector to walk the property and give you his professional opinion now you take all the guess absolutely and what's interesting is as well you're going to pay one way or the other you're either going to pay in time or you're going to pay in money one of the two Right. So you might as well go ahead and pay him money because I can tell you right now, the amount of time you're going to have to spend fixing whatever you did wrong or didn't really do the right research on or reach out to the right contractor to get them to do help you out with the work. It's not just going to cost you that time. It's also going to cost you double what you should have paid for in the first place to avoid that. So that's a really that's a really good piece of advice, Johnny, is, is for people to reach out to those who've been doing it already and learn more. So you you also have a lot of. um. You also have done a boot camp. You've got boot camps that you do, right? Can you talk a little bit about your boot camps? I want to make sure we go through that right now. Go ahead, Johnny. Yeah, most definitely. Um, and that's something that I just started here recently. Uh, we're doing virtual boot camps because live events is, is kind of, you know, it's, it's tough to put together and people got to get there. But with the power of the internet, it's like no excuse to be able to uh, to kind of share more. And I've been helping more and more people. I had a, I launched my coaching business earlier this year mm-hmm. um after writing my book and uh it was like going through and helping people it's like okay now how do i expose more and more people to it and so that's like i'm gonna start doing real estate investing boot camps right. just exposing people to the concepts to give them a strategy to how they can start building wealth based on where they are in their investing journey and so it just kind of goes through you know everything from the investor mindset uh, to, uh, you know, the different real estate strategies that are out there, you know, how to find the right location for you to start investing in, you know, from there, you know, understanding how the different ways that you can finance deals and then just bring it all together um, on the fifth day. We're just kind of going through that whole process. And then at the same time, giving people opportunity to ask questions. Um, I love mastermind groups and networking. And so I bring in um, other peers and um, other people that are 
are kind of in in real estate is very experienced. And then some of my clients as well, too, where we kind of sit as a group and then just let those that attend, they can ask questions and kind of get answers to where they are to kind of help them put the picture together for themselves. Right. Okay. So you talked, you spoke about your coaching and you just started coaching not too long ago with you coaching. Now that gives you a unique perspective on things people are trying to figure out or not seeming to get off break when they're starting out. What's the thing that you're seeing most often that people aren't understanding or not getting the concept of when they first start with you with coaching? By far, it's, it's man, it's the belief that they could do it, that they deserve to be successful mm. at it. That, uh, you know, those limiting beliefs, man, you, it's crazy, you know, and I, I was there too. And I had to, I had to have that transformation myself. You know, I didn't know it while I was going through it. Right. But I had to have that transformation from going from broke Johnny to woke Johnny. And, uh, <laughs> okay. you know, that's where it was because no. that mindset, I grew, I grew up with not a lot um, with, you know, and how I even I talk about in my book, I graduated with a, a four year degree in engineering, but I was still basically financially illiterate. I didn't know how credit work. I didn't know about real estate. I didn't know about investing, you know, yep. stocks and bonds, any of that stuff. And so I had to go figure that out. And luckily I had the right people put in my life. Thank the Lord where, and I, and I was willing to listen and learn and know that I didn't know it all. Cause I had a degree. Uh, but you know, that, that transformation that people have to make because we're so um, ingrained with trading our time for money that, you know, everybody tells time is money, time is money. And when you really think about it, time is infinitely way more valuable than money because I, you know, and I tell my coaching clients that if I give you a million dollars right now and tell you that, you know, to you, I'll give you the million dollars today, but tomorrow you're going to lose your life. Would you still take the million dollars? Probably not. Right. But if you had a million dollars and someone said, Hey, I have this elixir that'll heal you and you'll be able to live another 30 years, would you pay that million dollars? Probably so. And it's no, and we, and we, we know that, you know, from that, from that, you know that that exchange that time is more valuable than mad valuable than money but we don't live our life like that mm. we still go through life and we trade our time you know giving our time to try to make money over years and years it's like okay you make a million dollars in 40 years well why can't we make a million dollars in one year get all of it out the way and now we got 39 more years to just live our life versus trying to spread it out and make a little bit of money each year over 40 years and then we get there and then now we're broke up. We can't experience anything together because we're hurt. We can't travel. Um, our loved ones have gotten older. They passed away. And now we've not even been able to reap the benefits of our success and enjoy right. with those that we love. And so, uh, so I think that mindset shift that people need to realize that we don't have a lot of time and that time is of the essence that we got to move out and start taking action on our dreams now. Mm. So, man, that's hefty. John, for you, Johnny, when you had that epiphany on how much more valuable your time is versus how much more valuable, you know, a currency or financial value is, what was that moment that you were like, oh, this is I've been doing this the wrong way. What what was that epiphany moment for you? Yeah, man, you know, that's that, that's a great question for me. It came down to was working. I was working at one of the agencies, kind of detailed out, mm -hmm. um, right around 2015. And uh, 
you know, was doing a phenomenal job all in, you know, kind of iron captain. Absolutely. You know, it was just all about my job and, uh, you know, negotiating million dollar contracts. I think we were executing on like 120 million a year and uh, had saved the government well over $10 million negotiating this next deal. Right. You know, of course, we don't get bonuses in the military. <laughs> don't we don't. And, uh, we don't. Yeah. You know, so with me, it was like, hold on. I like I built up the skill set. You know, I got family members. They see my org chart on the refrigerator for the recall roster. Right. They're like, man, dude, you be like a VP in my business with the people that you're leading. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah, cool. I like I get it. And it's like, man, you know what? And at the end of the day, I would come home. It's like, okay, four thirty, five o'clock. I'm like, I still got so much more time and so much more that I could be doing the ideas. We had a couple of rental properties at that point. And so I was like, you know what? We're about to start a real estate investing business. And uh, we had chosen my wife to stay at home with our first child. And, you know, after the second was on the way at that point, it's like, you know what? You know, you don't need to go out and get a job. We're going to create a, a business. And, uh, you know, we, and we, we made that decision and we haven't looked back since then. Mm. Mm. Okay. All right. So, we're going we're gonna to stop on that note, Johnny. We're going to go into, golly, we definitely going to get you back on, Johnny. There's, there's more we got to get into. This is, I should have scheduled for more time. Yeah, I'm tripping. I should have scheduled for more time. That's my fault. I will not make that mistake again. All right. So let's, <laughs> let's do the Troop to Task. So for those of you who are listening and watching, Troop to Task is Johnny's going to give us one thing that you can do right now to get into multifamily troop to task is a term that we've used for the years and years and years in the military where you receive an instruction from your supervisor your higher command whoever from going point one point a to point b and right now johnny's going to give you that advice that first thing you need to do to get started in multifamily real estate investing go for it johnny yeah, that first thing that first thing by far is going to be a self-assessment. What are you good at? What do you love doing? Mm-hmm. What are you bringing to the team? Because multifamily is a team sport. So I think you got to figure out what you're good at. Are you good at finding deals? Are you good at raising money? Are you good at uh, managing projects and doing the project management side of it? Or are you good at doing analysis? Are you good at doing the underwriting piece of it? So really figure out what's your superpower? What do you bring to the team? And then now I start looking for other people that you could potentially align with who had who share the same values with you and who are looking in the same markets that you want to invest in and kind of go from there. Um, you know, and, and that's more so on the, the larger side, but on the you know, on the smaller side, you're looking for like a smaller multifamily deal. Mm-hmm. Just understand where you want to be five years from now. And then from there, peel back the onion, like, okay, how many properties is it going to take for you to get there? Right. And uh, and just kind of set those those smaller incremental goals to build up to it over time. Man, Johnny is, you just batting 100, Johnny. You just hitting out of the park. I'm, I'm going to the wrong screen and everything. You hitting it out of the park. I, you got me so jumbled up. I'm jumping back to the intro screen. That's a shame. All right, let's <laughs> let's hop in to the hot seat. All right, Johnny, it's time for the hot seat. So what's going to okay. happen is Johnny, I'm going to ask you five questions. These five questions can be answered in a real estate format, sure, or it can be answered just the way you want to. The point of this is for the audience and the viewer to get to know you a little bit better as a person and not just Johnny Lynham, the investor. So let's get to it. What is the largest change that will happen to you in the next five years? Uh, launching a $30 million private equity fund. Uh, I'm sorry. 
what what's you said thirty million dollars? Is that what you said? Or you said thirty thousand? Thirty million? Thirty million. All right, let me add that in the notes. We talking about that next time. Thirty million. <laughs> thirty million fun. All right, okay, we're gonna go into that, ladies and gentlemen. I got, I, got, I, got, I got challenge. I had to ten x my goals. I like it. I like it. All right. <laughs> next question. What would you choose to pay? Be paid if money wasn't an option. Oh, equity. Ooh, okay. Okay. Equity. Now, why equity? Because, it, you know, with the equity side of it, for what you're taxed on, what you're not taxed on, you can pass it down to the next generation um, and uh, just all the benefits, whereas that, you know, you can continue to, to kind of live on with that equity. You can hand it down. You can do a lot of things. Right. Um, you can get loans against equity. Mm. And so... You know, from a, from that, and it's it's tax advantage. So it's just so many benefits of being paid with equity compared to just money. Got it. Okay, so it's not it's not at all the money thing. It's more that generational wealth piece. You get to pass that piece yeah, on to the family. Yeah, you gotta have the assets because if you don't own assets, you're gonna always be somebody else's asset. Talk that talk. Talk that talk, Johnny. All right, we're gonna hit the next question. You're on the front page of the Sunday edition paper. What's the headline? <laughs> it's, it's a tough one, and I think I think that is, is for and it goes goes back to my mission with my company, Operation Invest, and I think it's a uh, Johnny, veteran real estate investor, helps over one thousand people become financially free through real estate. Johnny, I'm gonna cry, man. You can't be just dropping that that kind of information and just I'm just where's my tissue? Where is? <laughs> Good. That's good stuff, man. The fact that you have that oriented towards your end goal, I think that's really important. And I don't want to brush over it because I'm not making light of it. I do joke and kid, but it's very important, I think, to have your end goal in mind as you're moving forward in your life and in your real estate journey. So you, Johnny, being able to say that and being able to say it that quickly is really, really impressive. All right, Johnny, next question. When you buy your dream yacht, what are you going to name it? Ruth, after my mom. Oh, okay. All right. I got nothing. You can read my, read my mind? Yeah. <laughs> I got nothing. I can't say nothing to that. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> so last question, Johnny. What is something you hope to never become? Arrogant. Ooh, okay. Talk about it. No, nah, man, because I think it's, it's so many people that uh, not necessarily forget where they come from, mm -hmm. but they a lot of people that find success for whatever reason, they look down on people that uh, they feel are beneath them or aren't at the status level of them. And so I don't ever want to be included or looked at in that, that um, you know, because that, that wasn't how I was raised and I know where I come from. And, uh, you know, I think that's that's the biggest thing that we're all a, a culmination of all the experiences that we've had. And our duty is to help make somebody else's life uh, better. And I think you see with, with Kobe on the wall that he said the most important thing is to try and inspire people so they can be great at whatever they want to do. You know, and that's that's what it's all about at the end of the day is being able to help our fellow man and help other people build generational wealth and become the best CEO of their last name. And so I don't think, you know, I want to get caught up with them like, oh, he thinks he's better than anyone or anything like that. So I think right. uh, I think they never want to be caught here. That's a that's a really good point. Rest in peace, Black Mamba. That was uh, 
That is a hefty quote. I've never actually never heard that one. That's um I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to write that one down. We'll get back to that one. All right, Johnny. Um, I want to make sure people are able to get a hold of you and reach out to you to get with you on coaching, even the the boot camp. Can you give them the links or connections and where they can reach you at? Yeah, most definitely. Um, for uh, my website, johnnylinum.com, and then uh, on Facebook, Johnny Lynham, and then the Military CEO Instagram, and they can fi- they can find me there. And on all the channels, YouTube and uh, LinkedIn as well too. I'm uh, the military CEO. I'm, I'm gonna have to. I might take that. So if it gets tight, if it get trademarked, they'll be mad. It's trademarked. It's trademarked. Oh, already. oh. So oh missed it. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Johnny. Thank you again for coming on today. It's been an honor and pleasure. I'm looking forward to the next time we get to talk. I'm certain I'm going to talk to you in between now and then. But man, 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 if you have listened to this, please go back and listen again. Johnny put some gold in here. All right, y'all, remember you're better than you were, but you're not half as good as you're going to be. We're going to see you later.